Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. My latest CD audio series, Five Hours Worth of Study of God's Word, is available now. It's entitled Clear and Present Danger. I have chosen five different activities that are going on, current events that are unfolding before our very eyes. I say to you that these are a clear and present danger to the body of Christ. This is a must study for you. I'm going to give you an introduction to this series. If you would take a few moments, you can listen to it. And then after we've done that, I'll tell you how you can get your own personal copy of A Clear and Present Danger. But right now, here's the introduction to this five-hour series. On the first day, he brought light into existence, the countenance of Jesus Christ. Most likely, he divides the light from the darkness, and he establishes day. In the second day, he separates the firmament. He puts water above the firmament, water below the firmament, but there is no rain. There's a canopy as such set up over the earth. Do you realize there were no seasons until after the flood, 1,500 years after creation? For 1,500 years, and I know that by reading the genealogies, which tell me the time period, for 1,500 years there was no winter, spring, summer, or fall. They didn't come into existence to the eighth chapter of the book of Genesis. After the flood... They lived in a tropical area. Man, wouldn't that be unbelievable? They lived and it was just beautifully gracious, graciously beautiful all the time. That's how it was in this period of time. And on the second day, he separates the firmament. He puts the heaven in its place. God made, verse 7, God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which are above the firmament. And it was so, by the way, that's when the flood takes place, why the, the earth breaks up and the bowels of the waters come forth. And then he opens up the canopy from above and the rains come down. Never had rained before the flood. Never had rain. Can you imagine Noah trying to explain what he was doing? Building a boat. What are you building a boat for? There's going to be a flood. What's a flood? Well, it rains a lot in the water. What's rain? That's why he had difficulty preaching and getting them to pay attention. One of the reasons. Look what happens on the third day. Verse 9, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. He brought dried land into existence. The earth's dried land which is a very small percentage of all the space, the surface of the earth. I believe he brought all of the earth together in one little round place. It was all together. You read chapter 10, verse 25 of the book of Genesis. It says, in the days of Peleg, anywhere is up to 350 years after the flood. In the days of Peleg. The earth divided. You can look at the continents of the earth, and they almost look like puzzle parts with the other continents. This would give us an understanding of how in America there were Indians dating back in South America, the Aztecs, that date back hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. How'd these people get every place? Because the earth was one solid mass. In the days of Peleg, up to 350 years. I don't know exactly when it says the days of Peleg. The earth divided. And those little islands went off with peoples on them. Because God had already gone to Babel, Babylon. And confused their languages, so they divided into language groups all over the world. 
And so, and by the way, notice what else happens on this uh, third day of creation. He brings forth trees, fruit trees, and shrubs, and grass. Boy, this is interesting. Because the only light is the face of Jesus Christ, if I'm correct on that. <laughs> they don't have the sun and the moon for uh, photosynthesis to stay alive until the fourth day. I mean, isn't God interesting how he puts it all together? He said, they want to question me. I'll really give them a puzzle. How could a tree, how could grass, how could shrubs live without the sun and the moon? How could they live? Because I'm the sustainer. By me, all things consist, Colossians 1.17. Then on the fourth day, I love the fourth day. This is a fantastic day. I wish I could have been there. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven. And he divided the day from the night. And he let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. Where do you think we got our days and years and seasons from? Where do you th- and you know what's so amazing to me? You can look back in a, a computer program to the year... 6 AD and tell me when the sun came up when this and when it went down on the exact minute you can look into the future to 2063 and you can tell me when the sun will come up and when it will go down to the exact minute he did that as he brought the sun and the moon together into existence here verse 16 and God made two Great lights, the greater light to rule the day, that's the sun, of course, the lesser light to rule the night, and that's the moon. But notice this next phrase, five words. (laughs) He made the stars also. I think it was four words. No, five words. It it was like he was, he put the sun in the sky, put the moon up there, and he's kind of walking away to go sit down for a few moments. And the stars also. (laughs) Can you imagine Spreading the heavens across the sky and the stars also. Einstein said, in our Milky Way, 12 octillion stars. Do you know how to think about it? And the stars also. I love it. Oh, by the way, we're only one galaxy of what they consider to be one billion, with a B, galaxies. And the stars also. (laughs) Isn't that neat? I love that. You know, the fifth day, he brings fish and fowl into existence. And then he tells them to be fruitful and multiply. One of the joys that we have when we go to Israel is to drive down to a lot, which is on the Red Sea, the southernmost city in the state of Israel. They have an aquarium there. It's an aquarium like I've never seen before in the world. You don't go into some building and they have all of these caged fish. No, you walk out a pier and then you have this cylinder that goes down into the Red Sea. And you walk down a circular stairway into the cylinder. And then we're the ones in the cages. And the fishes are all out there. It's beautiful. I mean, you could stay there for hours. The colors, every time I get down there, I can't believe some dingbat, somebody dumb on purpose, 
could say that evolution was a process by which a little fish would have a blue body, a red fin, and a big yellow dot on its side. That happened through evolution? <laughs> and this is on the fifth day of creation. The fishes and the birds. I love I like watch. I love being down here. This is the neatest place in the world. You can sit and watch the birds. I love to watch. You know the hummingbird? I mean, he puts it in gear pretty quick, man. It's all over the place. I don't know. Excuse me for having fun teaching this, but it's exciting to think about what he's done. Look at the sixth day of creation. Verse 24, and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind. Cattle, that's all the cattle. And creeping things, that's all the lizards. That would include the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs created on the sixth day of creation. Some dingbat. And he said, dinosaurs are prehistoric animals. Now, as soon as that dumb on purpose guy made that statement, you should have turned him off. Prehistoric is an oxymoron. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, you know, if God created in the beginning, that starts history. You know what history is? His story. What could be before that? Prehistoric. Claims to be a Christian. How can you make a dumb on purpose statement like that? Anyway, he brought these creeping things. You know, it was the morning. And so he created all the cattle and all the creeping things upon the face of the earth. The insects and all of those little gadgets. Then notice what he does. He says, well, okay. I guess we've got to have somebody in charge here. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. He had control over the dinosaurs, by the way. That was until after the flood. That's another story we won't take time to do Go into that. And God blessed, verse 28, bless them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. I'll give you dominion over everything. Then verse 31, and God said everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good, abundantly excellent. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. There's creation. There it's laid out for us. The facts are that Jesus Christ did it. He said he did it. He wrote it down that he was the creator. The creation story unfolds. And the confirmation is this. There were eyewitnesses. You know who they were? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Chapter 1. Look what it says there. Chapter 1. And in the beginning, God... That word in Hebrew is Elohim. That is plural for God. Gods. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. How do I know that's true? Look at verse 26. And God said, let us. It's plural. Let us make man in our image. Look at chapter 3. After the fall of man, chapter 3 tells us that again it is Plural, verse 22. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us. 
So they were observers of the creation. And then God breathed into man the record of how it would happen. You know why God gave Moses the Torah, first five books of the Old Testament, to tell them what the beginning was and then how to live in light of what he had done. I'm the creator, thus this is how you will live. He observed what happened. He gave the record. The only record we have for the origins of life, any place in existence, is the book of Genesis, given by Moses to communicate these truths to the Jewish people some 4,000, excuse me, 3,500 years ago. 3,500 years ago, after Moses brings them towards the promised land, on the way in those 40 years of wanderings in the wilderness, he is given the first five books of the Old Testament, a record, the only written record of God's creation. Thank you so very much for taking a few moments to listen to this introduction to the five-hour CD series that I have just produced. It's on audio. It's available to you. It's entitled, A Clear and Present Danger. The Fight Against Creationism, Satan's Replacement Theology, Preparations for Ecclesiastical Babylon, The Global Threat of Islam, and The Mysterious Silence of the Church. Those are the five titles for this five hours of Bible study, which will help you to understand the times in which we're living, a time when Jesus Christ could shout to call us to be with him. If you would like your copy of this series, you can purchase it by going to our website, www.prophecytoday.com. Go to the shopping mall, and they will give you instructions as to how to get your copy. Or you can call one of our friends is standing by. Our toll-free number is 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from across America. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and thank you so much for taking a moment of your time for this Bible study. By the way, this Bible study and what you will learn from a Clear and Present Danger series is letting us know the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, there's not anything left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...